0: What's good? This is Kimo Clark, running back for you, JSU Tigers. And you're listening to the Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. I believe. Do you believe? The I love.
1: Tiger fans, welcome to episode one twenty two of the official Tiger Talk with the fourteen hundred Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple Podcast users rate and review the show, and everyone follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. I'm joined again by Mike B. What up, Mike?
2: D Corusc, what's going on, man? What's going on, Tiger fans? Mike, you know, it's the
1: beginning of the year, which always means New Year's resolutions for everyone, and perhaps the most common resolution that people have is to get back in the gym, start back working out, exercising, getting in shape, losing that weight, but we know how that usually turns out, right? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so in honor of that, and to hopefully motivate our listeners to stick with it this year, <laughs> we decided to bring on a guest who is the head strength and conditioning coach for your JSU football Tigers, none other than CJ White. Welcome to the show, Coach.
0: Thank you, guys. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be here.
1: All right. Our our pleasure, man. Definitely excited to have you. I know the fans can't wait to hear from you, but first have to ask you, are there any words of encouragement for those who are already abandoning that New Year's resolution to get back in the gym?
0: Hey, just get one percent better every day. That's one thing that we preach here at uh, at JSU. Is you get one percent better, so you might not make all that progress in one night, but you make it to the gym, you do just one more extra set, one more extra rep each day. Next, you know you gonna have that you gonna have that beach body coming soon. Just you gotta <laughs> stay with it, stay consistent.
1: All right, I know Mike B's trying to get that beach body because we have Miami coming up in a few months. Oh, we ready, yeah, coach.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, some of of bodies are made in the winter.
0: So,
1: (laughs) yes, sir. (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it right from the man himself. So let's get to it, Tiger fans. All right. So, coach, as fans, you know, we follow the student athletes on social media and, and throughout this pandemic while they were stuck at home. We'd always see them express their urge to get back on campus and get back to playing their respective sports. But I can imagine how challenging it is for a coach to be away from it for so long and in coaching virtually, quote unquote. Uh, so what has it been like for you to finally be able to get back to doing what you love?
0: Man, it's it's amazing. I don't even think words can kind of put it, put into perspective what Coach Prime has set up for for Jackson as a whole, you know, and now to be able to do that under somebody of his stature, it, the sky's the limit. And And, you know, when you've been doing it so long and, And you've been doing it virtually, like you guys said. When you finally get back in there, you get to see those players and you get to really express yourself and they get to feel your energy. Man, it's incredible. I've I've loved it ever since we've been
2: back. And speaking of doing what you love, uh, tell us a little little bit about your background. How did you first get into strength and conditioning and how did you develop that love for it?
0: All right, awesome. Yeah, so it all started when I was about a freshman, freshman year of, uh, of high school. So I took a summer job working with like a strength and conditioning uh, kind of company uh, named Performance Course, and what they did was every summer they would kind of train a local Dallas school, and they would train them for the full summer. And then my mentor at the time, name was Tim Cook. He got me a job there, so I worked in Frisco for a couple of years, and I was like, okay, this is this is fun, you know, me being able to be an athlete and and know how to speak to other athletes and. And two, I'm going to be honest, I can't be in no suit and tie and uh, mm-hmm. nine to five, sit in a chair all, all right. day. I, I know I can. not And so to be able to come out there and just be yourself and be around sports, I couldn't complain. And so, uh, once I worked there for a, a few years, I went ahead and got a full-time job actually with the same company when I graduated college. And, um, all of a sudden I just decided, you know, let's take a chance. And, uh, I'm from Dallas, so Southern Methodist University was looking for Mm -hmm. an intern. And I was like, you know what? I can always go back to coaching, you know, high school, strength coach, but let's go ahead and take the big leap right now. And boom, took a shot, got to SMU, met my now mentor, Coach Kaz Kazadi, and um, he just paved the way for me. That was amazing. Worked my way over from SMU to Arkansas State. Worked to Arkansas State. For a year and a half got my master's there as well and while i was at arkansas state that's when i got the call from coach prime that said it's it's time for jackson to turn up
1: no doubt so you know it sounds like it was something that was in you since an early age and and you also mentioned playing sports so what sports did you did you play growing up
0: yes uh, so played basketball ran track and growing up but my main sport was always football So, played football all the way throughout college. Played at uh, Mary Harden Baylor uh, down in Central Texas. And um, that was pretty much it. I never really much played baseball, soccer. I just stuck with those three, football, basketball, track. Surprisingly, when I ran track, I was a 400 runner. So, not doing it again, but I had my one year (laughs) doing it.
2: Okay, tell us a little bit about your journey to Jackson State. I know you said your background, you're coming from – the um, Dallas Metro Picks spent some time in the, um, the, the Frisco area. And one of my favorite sports organizations is headquartered out there in Frisco. So uh, I know all about that, but uh, tell us about how you ended up at uh, Jackson state. How did you um, land, land here with, with us on that street?
0: Yes, sir. So it was um, my mentor, Zoddy, as I mentioned before, he um, has a great working relationship with, with coach prime. And um, so what had happened was I was actually just, I want to say just fate and the Lord himself. I was at practice one day and um, I was just going through the regular motions because we were, I was at Arkansas State this past year while we were in season. And we were at practice one day and I get a text uh, from my from my ex-boss, uh, Coach Kyle, who was there at SMU. And he said, you free? I said, yes, sir. He said, and then what he said next was just a lot of words to kind of digest at once. He said, would you like to interview, you know, for the head strength coach job at Jackson State with Coach Prime? And and one text message, when you don't know a lot of things, that's a lot to just make you sit there and be like, wait, what? You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so, you know, just being who I am, I just don't ask questions. Yes. Boom. Not even five minutes later, got a call from Coach Prime. Next thing you know, uh, spoke with a few other people, went through the interview process, and all this happened so fast within about, a week or so mm-hmm. I got the call and say, this is your opportunity, you know? So it was, a, it wasn't really a prolonged experience. It was really like a, within a week, it was get up, go make this decision and let's get to it.
1: Awesome stuff. And, you know, you talked about when you got that text message, it was a lot to take in. Well, I know exactly how you feel, because I remember when I got the text message that Coach Prime would be the coach. I was in shock and I didn't believe it. And, and I was I was on the phone when Mike got the news as well. And he, he was in shock. So I, I can imagine how you felt, you know, finding out that you could be on the staff with him. So definitely that, that's awesome to hear that. And, you know, so you, you get the job and you take over in October. You come to Jackson from Dallas and our student athletes have been at home since March due to the pandemic and they were unable to have in-person workouts during those three months before they reported to campus. How did you go about navigating such a unique circumstance and making sure the players were staying engaged and getting the proper work in, or was it more just an acclimation period at that point?
0: Uh, no, so I wouldn't call it the acclimation period because one thing about me is when I hit the ground, I hit it running. And and the same with my staff and I got to give credit to coach Jack because during that whole time of the pandemic, before I even got here, she was doing an amazing job at at holding down not just football, but every single sport, just holding it down by herself. So I got to give her credit for that. I can't, I can't go any further without letting everyone know Coach Jack did a great job with that. And so when I got in, we just got straight to it. And she was like, boom, this is what I've been doing with the football guys. So then we just kind of trickle, trickled it to me. And I started taking over the Zoom calls. And we would have weekly Zoom calls her position meeting, kind of get their body weight, kind of get a feel for what questions they had. Um, and then the local guys who are living in Jackson or were currently in Jackson at the time, they were available to work out with me. So I started training them right when I got there in October and November, all the way up until Thanksgiving
1: break. And then they went home. Sure, sure. So what were the biggest challenges of that? Because, you know, you're coming in right after the news breaks that Coach Prime is going to be the coach. We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, The players aren't on campus yet. Uh, There's a season coming up in the spring, which is unorthodox. So that's a lot. And then you're trying to get, as we talked about, become acclimated as well. So what were the biggest challenges?
0: Honestly, I don't even think there were really too many crazy challenges because, like I said, the whole city of Jackson was very welcoming. They were very welcoming. And they were very open to helping me with anything I needed. And it didn't even have to be work-related. Whatever I needed, they were there, and they said, hey, we want to be here for you. We want to make this transition as easy as possible. And that's exactly what the city of Jackson did.
2: Coach, what, what measures do you all use to to monitor uh, the the student-athletes' progress uh, during that time period? Was there any particular uh, benchmarks or uh, measures that you had set in place to, to monitor that with, with you not able to – to reach out and put your hands on them?
0: No, sir. We pretty much just had them kind of send in the, their body weights, kind of track it themselves. Just because uh, one, we don't, I, we didn't know the guys, you know, coming into a brand new staff with a with seeing brand new players, you got to kind of get a feel for them and, and understand how they work. Because um, I could have came in and probably had some method to try to have them do. And they might not react to that the same way as other people have in the past. So I think you—it just takes once you get to that face-to-face and that that build that personal relationship, then that's when you can go ahead and kind of figure out which methods you should use with a team that you have.
2: Yeah, and uh, you mentioned just not being able to have that face-to-face with, with such a long layoff like that, and with all the COVID limitations um, super, that that will limit supervised conditioning. Did you sense uh, any kind of possibility that it may lead to more? Uh, soft tissue injuries than normal, you know, like your hamstrings or ground pools. Uh, you see that a lot during the first few weeks of camp. Uh, if so, what was your plan for minimizing that? Um, how, how did you? Uh, how would you say y'all have failed so far um, in those regards?
0: Yes, sir. And so far we've done a great job. Um, one, I want to give credit to the athletic training staff as well here because we work together. And with the lack of hands-on training where you can see what they're actually doing, Yes, that's always a risk, but schedule-wise, training-wise, we've done a great job as a staff as a whole coming up with a schedule that puts the players in the best position to be successful. Um, A lot of these uh, soft tissue injuries come due to the lack of acclimation because at the end of the day, it does take a few months for the body to get acclimated back for football season. So we've done a great job of limiting uh, periods in practice, Uh, Making sure the training we're doing, we didn't want to go straight in, go heavy. We're doing eccentrics, time under tension. We're foam rolling. We're stretching. We're doing everything that we can to make sure that our bodies are back 100% or as close as they can be before the next day.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. All right, and Coach, talk to us about the overall attitude of the team now that they've returned from uh, this long layoff. We see the videos on social media, and as fans, we get really excited about that. But what's that attitude like inside the locker room and at practice? Yes,
0: yeah, so it's, it's amazing. the The energy is just electric right now. Even without music, we haven't had music out at practice yet but the energy you don't even need it. These players are out here, they're excited and and they know what time it is right now in Jackson. So there's a new energy in here, there's a new focus, there's a new culture like we've said, there's a new standard and we're here to change the culture. That's what we're here to do. We're here to change the culture and they all these players know that we're going to work now, we're going to play later.
1: Absolutely. And t- talk about, you know, those first few days back Uh, Coach Prime said on the first day of practice, and I quote, the next three days would be killer days.
0: The next three days are killer days. We're going to test them to see who they are physically. (laughs) Physically, we want to know. We want to see. We want them to show us what they got inside. Because the things that we're implementing these first three days could provoke you to tap out.
1: So take us through those first three days. What was the intensity like and how did the kids respond overall?
0: Oh, yes, sir. So the first three days were kind of just like a, like more of a station style workout. So GPP with some general physical preparedness and what it does is just non-sport like movements, just overall fitness movements that are going to just kind of test your conditioning level Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. And so a lot of the things that we had, not only were they more taxing on you physically, but they were taxing on you mentally. Because say we were doing running, if you didn't if you if they coach said right foot up, touch with the left foot, and you don't do that, that whole team that that rep doesn't count. We had a plate circuit. And if every player doesn't count at the same time, go up at the same time and, and look in unison, you have to start over. So there were a lot of things that were going in that aren't just gonna prepare them to be great. Football players physically, but we're working on the mental as well. But the stations themselves. Uh, they were great work. These guys got after it. These guys busted their butt. These guys didn't shy away from the challenge. They put their head down and they went to work. Now, they did get tired. They did get fatigued. And you did see it in their eyes at some point that some were like, is it worth it? But then what we noticed was there was great leadership from surrounding guys. And those guys would grab that guy, lift him up. or they would, At some point, they would even grab the guy and drag him with him and say, yo, let's go. We got work to do. So I was very, we were very impressed with with the way they reacted to the first three days.
1: Mm, that's good stuff.
2: Yeah, very good, yeah. Because we we did see the videos we were following online, and and uh, and we saw those guys getting pushed to the max. So uh, so glad to hear that they uh, were able to work through that and respond very well. Now, could you walk us to, through a typical day with this JSU team and staff? Sort of a, a a day in the life, as you will.
0: Oh yes, sir. No doubt. So. Uh, Normally breakfast is going to start around 6 30 AM and then taping as well. So if they want to, now we're doing morning practices. So they're going to go ahead and get taped in the morning, go to breakfast. After breakfast, there's always going to be a team meeting. After the team meeting, they're going to have the special teams meeting and position meetings. That's going to carry them over into heading over to practice, whether we're on campus or whether we are off campus, we always have a plan ahead of time for what we're going to do. And with that being said, they'll either hop on the bus or they'll go straight to practice. Now, during practice, they'll go through their regular practice and they'll kind of roll all the way through. And uh, once they get done with practice, they'll go to lunch. Now, after lunch, it kind of differs based off your position, but uh, normally the O-line is in the weight room first at about 1.30, then the D-line, then quarterbacks and tight ends, then your linebackers and specialists, followed by the running backs, receivers, and then we finish off with the DBs at 4 o'clock. Once they get done with their, um, their weightlifting, they'll go over to the Walter Payton Center with Coach Johnson, who is the assistant uh, strength coach right here. And what he does, he goes through more functional movement, mobility, and stretching with all the players after each lift to make sure that they're recovering as well. We do more we do a more of a lift recovery cycle each day, and so far it's been working pretty well for us. Uh, that takes them to about 445, and they'll go through their walkthroughs at the Walter Payton Center, and then, after walkthroughs, they'll go to dinner. After dinner, they'll have another special team meeting and a team meeting the end of the night. then they'll split off into the offense defensive meetings, and then the strength staff will come by at 7:45 and deliver their p.m. snack before curfew shuts down at 10.:
2: Okay, so you guys not getting much sleep nowadays, huh?
0: Yeah <laughs> we working coach. just when you've been off for so long at this opportunity right here, we don't even need no sleep. We're ready to go at any right.
2: moment. Absolutely. No doubt.
1: doubt.
2: Now, um, explain to us how you all go about setting goals for for our student athletes. Is there an overall standard for the team or are there specific goals for each position or each particular player?
0: Yes, sir. So first and foremost, there's always overall goals. And I know you've probably heard it with all the coaches. We're looking for smart, tough, fast, disciplined guys. We're looking for dogs. And I'm sure you guys heard that every single day. And You're not going to hear it until we stop saying it. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not going to stop saying it. So Mm -hmm. that's the main thing that we're looking for. And then other goals, you kind of get more specific as you work within each coach and each position. Um, But as far as in the strength staff, the goals that we preach are going to be first standard we're going to preach is to be disciplined. The second one is to be relentless. The third is to follow the golden rule. And the fourth one is our main one, communication versus conversation. Communication is on the front end, conversation on the back end. If you could do all four of those things, you should have no excuse not to get to where you want to be. And that's what we tell our players every single day.
1: Got it, got it. Now, along those lines, when we're talking about goals and even putting together the workouts, do you typically get input from the coaching staff or do you come up with those things yourself?
0: Yes, sir. It's a it's a total whole staff uh, type of program. We're always going to communicate to see what coaches want because cer- certain coaches want different body types for certain positions. You know, so if a coach says we want this guy to be this weight and move like this, okay, then we know we can program to be able to get him to be like that. Um, o line that might not all lift uh, lift the same, run the same because tackles might need to do different things than guards and centers. Same with defensive ends versus D tackles. Um, so it all specified based off yes one one what offense defense we're running because if you're gonna run a more fast paced offense, you're gonna need people to be more more in shape. So it's all based off what kind of coaches needs plus what we see and how we assess players, and then we just put it together and make it make a shake.
1: Sure, sure.
2: That's good. Um, coach, one thing I've noticed about the strength and conditioning field is that there's always new techniques and, and, and new workouts available. Tell us about how you all stay abreast of cutting edge techniques and workout within the strength and conditioning field.
0: Yes. sir. So a, a lot of these, you see a lot of new things, especially on Instagram and it, you're, it's big on seeing a lot of brand new type of movements. But, uh, one thing about our staff and we don't really get, get caught in the hype, you know, we, we love to keep things simple because simple works. And, um, We're going to squat them, we're going to run them, they're going to bench, they're going to clean, they're going to be able to bend, and they're going to be able to do the the simple things with great technique. Now, when we get to a point where we have a little more time in the summer, like, okay, yeah, let's try some new things. But the meat and potatoes is what we're always going to look for in the lift. We want to get the main lifts, the main runs. Like I said before, we don't really get caught in too much into all the new waves and new everything because... Keeping it simple always works. Keeps everyone can understand it and it can all go the same.
2: Gotcha. Got it. Very good. Uh, well, tell us about some of your unique methods that you like to use for training and motivation. For instance, I noticed an intense game of, of tug of war going on previously. So, what are some unique methods that you particularly prefer?
0: Yes, yeah, sir. So, so, when it comes to motivating, uh, one, our staff are great people person. So, we don't necessarily have to go out of our way to motivate these guys because they're the quote that stuck with me for a long time that I still use to this day is uh, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Right. And so, as long as we can build that relationship and show these players that we're not just going to be that coach, that when it's, yeah, when we're in the weight room, yeah, we yelling and we got the intensity going and we on your butt. And that's what we have to do, we have to instill that discipline. And that culture change that we've been waiting for. But once that weight room's over, if you gotta holler at us, we want you to be able to understand. You can't come to any one of us and talk to us about anything. We're gonna always be here for the players because strength coaches are with players the most, more than wow. any position coach, more than whoever. You know, they're always with us. They see us every single day. So, uh, no crazy techniques as far as to motivate people. We're, we're just be, we always just be ourselves. And, and if you keep it real with a player, most players, 99% of the time, they can sense that and they're going to keep it real with you too. Um, but uh, as far as other things like competition, what you were kind of speaking on, yeah, the tug of war, that's just a great way to kind of get people out there and, and see how people compete, see who can tap out. Because in a game of tug of war, you can tell who pull it. You know, you can can see when another team, one player starts giving up. You can see when a player was giving their all. You can can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their body language. And if they're going to give up on a game of of tug-of-war, they'll give up in the game. If they're going to bust their butt in tug-of-war, you know that's a dog you want right next to you on game day
1: no doubt. You know, Talking, speaking of that tug of war, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed watching it, but I was really looking forward to that, that tug of war with, between the coaches at the end, that Coach Prime teased. I, I was anticipating, but he, he blew the whistle and called it off, but that's what I wanted to see.
0: Hey, it was they were ready, Coach. When I tell you I looked to my left and looked to my right, I seen them <laughs> offensive and defensive coaches have they, that look in their eye like they were back on the field, Coach. Man, uh-huh. I got excited, too.
1: <laughs> indeed, indeed. All right, Coach, I have a bit of a fun question for you here. What's your wish list item for JSU for your strength and conditioning department? That one piece of equipment that you would love to have that you currently don't. And it can be anything. We're not no restraints, no restrictions, no budget. Just, what would that item be?
0: I'll tell you, it's going to be the same thing. If I get one item in the weight room, it's going to be some dogs, coach. We need some smart, (laughs) tough, fast, disciplined dogs who are coming here to change the culture and want to work now, play later. All that equipment, that'll come. You give me a barbell and a 45-pound plate on each side, and we can make that work any day of the week.
1: I heard you. I'm
2: I'm with you. I love it. All right, right. listen, you heard it. You you four-star and five-star guys, you know, come holler at us.
1: No doubt. Yes, sir.
2: Uh, Coach, uh, very important question. And this is for all our people uh, who also have had their New Year's resolutions of getting back into the weight room, uh, getting back into uh, the the fitness centers. What role does proper nutrition play in strength and conditioning? And is there a process that you all have for monitoring that with your players?
0: Yes, sir. Nutrition is important. Um, A lot of – and this is speaking non-athletically as well, just people in general – they go to the gym and a lot of times they do great work at the gym and they wonder why they don't necessarily see results. A lot of times it's nutrition. Um, a lot of times we're not as good at nutrition as we think we are. And I can even attest to saying I'm not the, the best at nutrition. You know, everyone can always do better. But um, as far as monitoring it from our end, um, what we do is uh, so now Coach Prime has introduced training table. Right. So a training table, we're allowed to kind of create the menu for the night. And actually for the full day. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner, we kind of create that menu that the players can choose from whenever they go grab their food. Um, we ju- it just gives them a better, healthier option you know, than waking up and going to McDonald's or to the donut shop for the morning, going to Popeye for lunch, and then hitting Whataburger or, or cookout at the end of the night for that late night snack. Mm-hmm. you know. And And what it does is it allows us to kind of pick the right things while still giving them things that they want And so we'll always have fruits and salads at each one. Uh, We'll always have um, a chicken item and then whatever other uh, meat item we choose, plus a few sides. But it's going to be more healthy style versus you going and getting a burger and fries every single night. So by them having to go to training table, they're already in front of that food. And, man, they ain't got to pay for it. So when they walk in front of free food, wait, they going to eat So (laughs) that's all that matters. Once we get them there, that's all we got to do is get them in there. After that, they'll try what they like.
1: All right. Good stuff, Coach. Now, you guys have only been back for a couple of weeks now. Has that been enough time to see any improvement in the overall condition of the student-athletes, and what has their progress been like relative to your overall expectations?
0: Yes, sir. Um, So, yeah, they're still working on the conditioning level. You know, we've only been here a couple of weeks. But it definitely has had great improvements. Uh, From the first day, we kind of saw a few guys kind of fall out. And, um, you know, now those guys are kind of shaking back, right? They're kind of getting their wind back under them. And they're they're starting to get all the volume that they had missed for all that time over those three days. Uh, The three days were high intensity, but they were in a controlled state. So now they're getting out there on practice field and they're able to go a little bit longer because they went through that that three days of of chaos with us so we've definitely seen improvements in a lot of a lot of the players
2: sure sure good, good. All right. coach with such a short turnaround time uh to the spring football season how realistic is it to expect the team to be in game shape come open the kickoff or is that something that you expect to evolve as they go along throughout the season
0: so we always say stay ready so you don't got to get ready so we, we want to trust that these guys have been doing what they needed to do, even when they weren't being watched. But at the same time, we're all, you can always get in better shape. You're never going to be in the, in the best shape. So we're going to continue to push conditioning throughout the whole season. And as they kind of go further and further in, they'll be more acclimated to that game speed as well.
1: And on the back end of that, you'll be faced with the unprecedented task of getting the team ready to kick off the fall season just four and a half short months after ending the spring season. So talk about the potential challenges of that and or your expectations.
0: Yes, sir. So once we kind of figure out kind of what time frame we have as far as how much time they have to get off. Once we are ready to go, we're going to get ready to go, and our coaching staff is going to get straight to it. We're going to be researching and doing everything we can to make sure we put these guys in the best position to be successful. Uh, With that being said, I haven't introduced my coaching staff. So, uh, like I said, my assistant is going to be Marquise Johnson. He's a great dude. Uh, He came from – he's been everywhere. The dude has knowledge from almost every place you can think of. And what he does is – He's he, One thing he loves to do, he loves when it comes to recovery and stretching. So he's the, he's the mastermind behind um, why we're doing so much stretching and recovery with these guys, which is helping these guys soft tissue uh, injuries right now. Uh, second guy we're going to have is Coach Logan Powell. We call him Coach LP. Uh, he came from Arkansas State with me. He's to Do-It-All. Uh, it don't matter. Your car, your car battery messed up. You got it flat. <laughs> uh, you need food. But you also oh, need man. to be coach. Whatever it is, he's gonna get it done. All you gotta do is coach. love
1: guys like that.
0: He also a barber <laughs> too. So if you ever need a fade in the area, he'll get Ooh. you right.
1: <laughs>
0: and so yeah, that's yeah. who we got. Then we got another guy who's interning with us, named Brandon Morton. He can't. he's actually from he from Japan, lived down in California, and most recently he was up in South Carolina. So uh we got a pretty unique group here, along with the infamous Coach Jack, who don't even need an introduction. So we're uh, right. We're, we're excited to go ahead and, and figure this thing, thing out because, like you said, this has never been done before. You know, no mm-hmm. team has had to finish a full actual season in April and turn around and say, hey, let's get ready for camp in August, you know. Yeah. So it's definitely going to be mm-hmm. interesting, but we're excited for the challenge. We're not going to shy away from it. Um, we're going to be ready to go no matter what.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, it seems like you got a got a great staff and a great cast of characters there with you. But what do you feel makes a strength and conditioning coaching staff most successful? And what are some qualities of a solid staff, in your opinion?
0: So the thing to me, in my opinion, is going to be kind of having that why. Everyone knows their reason for why they're there. And everyone can put that together. Uh, Because one thing that kind of hinders a few staffs is when a few people can do one thing kind of well, and they're all sitting on it. But in our staff, we have enough people to where each person does something of their own very well, so we can stick them with that. So one person can focus on one channel, one can focus on the other channel, another can focus on another channel. Now, when you get done with that, you can hop on on the back end and help your staff. So that plus communication. I think communication is the main thing. You have to be able to communicate um, because without communication, you can't get anywhere. You gotta be on the same page about everything. And so in order to have a great strength staff, you gotta have great communication.
1: Absolutely, totally agree. You know, Coach, we, we definitely appreciate your time. You know, we we can't let you go, though, without asking you more about Coach Prime. We we have to. It, you know, you talked about when you first got that text message. But now that you're working alongside of him, what has that been like?
0: It's amazing. He, Coach Prime is Coach Prime, and Coach Prime is awesome. Um, I know a lot of people see uh, what he sees on Instagram, but even behind the scenes, this man is the most hardworking person I've seen. Um uh, very humble. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, we actually went to Iron Horse one day and uh, we kind of served the, the players some meals and this man, no questions, didn't care. Got behind the scenes, started serving, serving burgers in the line, serving food with that, with all the other coaching staff. And to me, that was uh, the most breathtaking moment because, you know, a lot of, you have a lot of head coaches who might think they are above certain things, you know, mm-hmm. or a lot of people in general. And to see a whole coaching staff get behind a buffet line and serve with no questions and no complaints, to have a to have a guy like that leading leading the ship, you can't act for no one better. You can't. Wow. And, and so wow. that's just something that's very amazing to me. And and I'm just very excited and, and blessed to be working for someone, someone like him, because He's going to change. He's about to change the culture. We're about to change the culture of Jackson, of JSU, and he's going to do it right there with you. He's not going to he's not going to duck off for nothing. He's going to be right there in the mud with you working.
1: No doubt. Awesome story. You know, you talk about him changing the culture. You know, he's always been vocal about going after kids who have that desire and ability to play at the next level. So if he's recruiting a kid like that who has questions about whether he'll get an adequate enough strength and conditioning regimen at Jackson State to realistically pursue those NFL dreams, what would you say to him?
0: No doubt. Come and find out.
1: <laughs> I love it. That's
2: good. <laughs> Just like that, Mike. <laughs> yeah, plain and simple. Come find out. Yes, all sir. All we need is dog. dogs. That's so- all we need.
0: Smart, tough, fast, disciplined dogs.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, now, I, I know when, when Coach Prime first came to came to Jackson State uh, during his um, opening presser, uh, he told us as JSU fans, he says that he needs us just as much as we need him. So, tell us what is something that we can do as fans to help support the strength and conditioning staff. Uh, are there any specific short term needs that uh, we can help you all meet?
0: Man, uh, J- honestly, all we need Jackson to do is continue being Jackson continue being welcoming, continue being loving, and continue being supportive. Um, I've been to a few schools, but this school shows more love to anybody. Um, we actually found our, our a couple of interns for strength and conditioning based off of Jackson State. We put some tweets out there, Coach Jack and I, and we got a lot of feedback based off of, of JSU alumni and, um, and everything, so it was, it was amazing. Jackson's done more than enough for us right now. So we just ask for you keep, keep on doing what y'all are doing.
1: No doubt that we will do. I can speak on behalf of the fan base. The uh, I love. We love our university. We love our athletics department. And we love our football. So we definitely will uh, continue to support in that regard. All right, well, Coach, hey, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Again, the fans have been longing to hear from you, just kind of getting glimpses of you and what you bring to the table on the, the videos so, on social media. So to hear your voice is really going to be you know, a pleasure for them. Uh, you're welcome back anytime, definitely throughout the season. Check in with us, give us some updates, let us know how things are going. But, again, man, we, we truly appreciate it.
0: Yes, sir. We appreciate y'all and everything y'all do. Once again, thank you, Jackson family. Thank you, the city of Jackson. Uh, JSU baby the I love
1: and that'll do it for episode 122 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club thank you to all of our listeners and again be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast listeners, rate and review the show and everyone, follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter, I can't stress the importance of this enough We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department. And it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag I believe. Hashtag the I love.